If I'm not here to tell you, what if you were diagnosed with terminal cancer while raising a newborn baby? What if you thought your kid might have to grow up without you? What if you had to grow up without your mom? This is a series for my kid to make sure she is mothered by who I am, my experiences, and the lessons I've learned through my life and my work, whether I'm here with her in the flesh or not. Part biographical, part educational, this is a series on birth and life and death and finding freedom in diving headfirst into the ocean, rain or storm. In this episode, I talk to five different women whose mothers have died at different ages of their lives and ask them four questions to understand their experience and how they keep their mothers with them and lessons they've learned from their mothers um, to make sure that my own child and anyone else who has lost a parent knows that they're not alone in this world and that we all find ways to connect and relate and um, process these experiences in different ways. Um, I've had five amazing, beautiful conversations with five amazing, beautiful humans, and I can't wait for you to hear it because it's all very beautiful and touching and um, I can't wait to share it with you. Hi, Jill. Hi. Thanks for talking to me today. Thanks for having me. Um, so Jill is a person that I connected with through Talia, who's normally my co-host um, and doula and friend and I don't know, everything, the best person in the world. <laughs> one, of, one, of my, one of my many best people in the world. <laughs> Um, and she connected with me with you as a person um, to talk about. I wanted to speak to different women who had have their mothers die at different phases in their life. Um, and she connected me with you. Um, and so I was just hoping that you could maybe say a little intro to how you're connected to Talia, just to give Kadra and anyone else listening a sense of the connection. And then we'll go through our the, the questions I want to ask you. Yeah. So when you were kind of describing her, I was like, oh, human extraordinaire. Talia is, <laughs> is lovely. We, I, well, I guess I had the good luck of living in the same apartment building as her. And we kind of, um, we were acquaintances for a while and we'd like see each other in the hallways. And then one spring we actually just started talking and yeah, we started hanging out. And I think within six months, we were like, she's definitely one of my best friends mm. within six months. And she's just yeah, a lovely, lovely human. So cool when you meet. I felt like that with Talia too. Like she was my student originally. And then we started connecting and becoming friends. And it's it's just so fun when you meet, like when you find those connections that are so, like you just you just really resonate with each other and understand each other and develop a bond really quickly. Like it's just such a cool thing when that happens. It, yeah, it really is. And, and she makes it so easy. <laughs> she does. She does. She's got a, she's got, she's a, she's a good human, that person, human extraordinaire. Is <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I think I, I should say this actually. I think my love for her started, um, well, well before this, but at Christmas time that first year that we became friends, she brought me like homemade eggnog and it actually had bourbon in it instead of rum. And it was probably one of the best things I had tasted in my life up until that point. Like, 
<laughs> she's very skilled with the drink making um so can you tell us how old you were when your mom died I can yeah actually I think the I wanted to preface our little conversation with this because I think it would clear up a lot of the answers to my questions so my mom had um I mean I think all melanoma is probably particularly invasive um but she was in the hospital by about the time I was three months old. Mm-hmm. And then she passed away when I was 11 months old. Wow. Very early. Very, very early. Yeah. Do you have any, like, do you have any memories of her? I know it's like so young, but I always, I'm always so curious if people have. This was any... on my list of questions, but I'm just yeah. asking <laughs> Um, I don't. I think that, I mean, I'm an acupuncturist and a massage therapist. And so I think I I feel bodies really well. And so there's Mm -hmm. definitely like a cellular, like a vibrational thing that I've known her, but I don't, I have no memories. Like I I don't know what her voice sounds like or yeah, anything like that. Yeah. It's so interesting. I think that's the, like the explicit versus implicit memory is so different right like you're I'm sure your body like you said has memories of her mm-hmm. but, yeah. but not my um, not my brain yeah um okay so I'm gonna move through our questions here if that's okay mm-hmm. um so the first one is what's one lesson you learned from your mother or a way of being you learned from her you know you know maybe not explicitly but by knowing of her existence and life and death or whatever, whatever kind of stands out to you about that. So yeah, these, these questions kind of threw me for a loop, I think, because my experience so much hasn't, or has been so much of not having her here or really knowing anything about her. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like, so she, she was actually adopted. And so I don't actually know, like her, her birth family either and her adopted family I think there was a lot of of trauma surrounding her death I mean for everybody and so it wasn't really a topic that was open for discussion and I didn't with my dad we talked a lot about her but with her family we didn't I think it was really painful for everybody right and so I feel like there's quite a void in my knowledge of her um and so my my answer to this lesson that I learned from my mother, I think it's almost like a lesson or a way of being that I've learned from the lack of her is resilience in the way. And, and I don't know if, I mean, if that's exactly from her, but just that we are as humans just so capable and so resilient mm-hmm. and we can go through so much and still find our way through. Yeah. And, and yeah, like when it seems like we're broken, we're not, we're just picking up our pieces. Um, and then I guess one other thing is I, <laughs> I've, I've kind of been playing around with this idea of like exquisite sadness and mm-hmm. I notice it when I look at my own children because now as a parent I can look at them the way she must have looked at my sister and myself Mm. and 
on one hand, that exquisite sadness is so deep and profound. But on the other hand, it is something that really lets the the simple and good pieces of life shine. Yeah. That's, you know, that's something that Talia and I have kind of talked about in other episodes on the podcast is the, like the awareness of how life is often multiple things at the same time. Mm-hmm. When we're so like programmed to kind of think about like things are either happy or sad or you're either in grief or in joy and and if we let ourselves kind of be open to it so much of the time both of those are happening at once yeah it's there's so so much gray you know there's no binary seems just not (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) it's just not it's just not there's like a there's maybe like a comfort in feeling like it's either this or this because we feel like we're in control, but it's not real. And it ends up actually, you know, like almost stifling our experience if we don't open up to that, that whole gray area of of feeling or allowing or noticing many different things at the same time. Or, or feeling that responsibility of control too. Like if we, if we, assume that we have that control then we assume that we need to control right and that we don't (laughs) yeah we can just be and experience and allow Mm -hmm. I like that um what's one way you keep your mother with you or visit her or access her support or presence or existence in whatever way that that means to you um so I this is if we if we kind of didn't talk about the circumstances surrounding her death before this is probably where I would have brought it up Mm -hmm. um my I feel like the experience of having a parent or your mother die it really it depends on when it happens Mm -hmm. in your growth as a human and just speaking from my experience because that's all I know um when you're a baby and you like you're at that like phase where the only thing that matters to you is your own survival, right? Like the humans surrounding you that take care of you, that is your 100% focus because they are the ones who will allow you to live. Yeah. Um, And so I think the way that I keep her with me is and I'll explain this, it's about, it's kind of roundabout. It's actually self-care because through my experience and that feeling of being so young when she passed away, it, through counseling, I've actually figured out that it is a feeling of like, why did she leave? What did I do to make her leave? And as an adult, like my brain obviously knows that this isn't the case. Mm-hmm. But like we talked earlier, like in my cells, my cells don't know that. Yeah. And so I feel like uh, the way to explain this would be like I have a four and a half year old and a nine year old. And like, you know how some things just don't apply to you right now or they just have it. So like going into a, a new baby store where there's like brand new car seats and teething stuff like that just doesn't apply to me right now. And as backwards as that sounds that's how I felt about having a mom my whole life that it just didn't apply to me wow it just 
wasn't mine. Having a mother wasn't mine to have. And so my response here for the, for the self-care, for the counseling, for doing massage and other work to figure my stuff out, keeping her with me is allowing myself to feel like this experience is mine to have. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. No, it's good. No, it makes sense. It's just, it's just real, right? Like saying like my reality is that the, you know, the vast majority of your life, you didn't get to have a mother and you don't remember her and you didn't learn a lot about her, you know, for all the things that you said before. And almost like, it's almost the acknowledgement of that is a way of keeping her with you and in itself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like figuring out a way to feel like I have a mother is, yeah, it's the acknowledgement. Yeah. Um, Is there anything that you wish you could ask your mother or would have wanted to know about her if there was someone you could ask? Oh, I feel like if I could ask her something, I would just want her to tell me her stories. Like, and oh, this is where I feel like crying <laughs> and to like hear them in her voice too because like I don't know what her voice sounds like and that's really heavy yeah I've been crying this whole time just so you know <laughs> <laughs> I really just I just appreciate you being able being open and talking to me and and sharing all of this because I really think you know when I like when I sent you these questions I said that I wanted to ask that question and then I wanted to answer it for my own daughter and yeah I really think like I just I feel because I have the luxury of knowing I likely won't get to stay with her very long I just feel like I want to give her as many different ways of myself as I can and you know as she ages like she'll she'll choose which of one which of those she wants and which one she finds comfort in and which one she's interested in but I just feel this like this like such intense drive to be like I gotta give her as many versions of things about me that I can do so that if she wants to know she can know you know yeah well and I think also like your your mother wisdom is going to come out in different ways at different ages for her like when she's 10 she'll she'll experience something different with the very same words that you have when then when she's 15 and 20 and 25 and then as she is an adult like all all of your efforts and all of your words will resonate with her and like come deeper as she gets older and is able to understand your experience to a greater extent and so even if there wasn't a lot that you left her even if there were just a few things it it would mean the world to her like just everything I've heard you do it's exactly honestly exactly what I would want that's comforting (laughs) that's comforting um, if you could say something to your own mom today, is there anything that you would want to tell her or say to her? Um, this one, this one was actually really probably the toughest because going to that place where I could talk to her, it hasn't been like a really safe place to go to for me. Mm-hmm. It just, 
I try not to go there, mm-hmm. but I I liked having this idea to go there. So I think my taking care of people self wants to say, it's okay. We're okay. We're okay. Yeah. And as I was going through these, I was like sitting at the table crying and my daughter came up and I was like, what? Cause she's very, she feels, she feels these things pretty deeply. And I was like, what would I say to my mom if I could talk to her? And she's like, well, you haven't seen her in a very long time. So it would probably be, I love you. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I love you. Yeah. Kids are pretty special to have around, aren't they? <laughs> they just like come, they just come wise. <laughs> I was just going to say her wisdom definitely is exceeding mine at this point. <laughs> I think it always does. If we just like, followed our kids around and like let them teach us how to be we would all be so much better off instead of us trying to boss them around all day (laughs) yeah that's it's exactly true (laughs) well jill i know i've i've never met you before or talked to you before and i just i appreciate so much you taking the time to share a bit of your heart and your experience and just being vulnerable and open with us because i know these are you know, it's like a can only imagine having, yeah, just the process of, of thinking about things in a, in a different way. And I appreciate you being willing to talk to me, even though you don't even know me directly. I, well, I mean, Talia loves you. So I love you. That's just, that's just the way these relationships work. Right? I know. It's just like, so is it <laughs> one of my new best friends now? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um. I think actually one of the when when she talked to me about this, I was like, oh my God, yes, I definitely want to do this. And the reason why is because I when she was talking about like that you were interviewing people about this, like there's so many things that I know in the front of my brain that are obvious that I actually don't feel. And I was like, oh right, other people have lost their moms too. <laughs> it goes back to that being a baby when it happened. Right. But it can be such an isolating experience and I have benefited so much from hearing other people's real experiences, whether it's about this or something else that, yeah, even if you don't, if you don't talk to somebody, but if you hear about their experience and it's something at all similar to yours, it's just so much less isolating. And it like, we are this collective human experience. So well I appreciate it very much I appreciate you talking to me these are these are big conversations thank you well there any any parting words that you want to share or things that you reflections you don't have you can say no but I don't want to cut you off if there's anything anything you want to say before we (laughs) before we before we end up um I think I think this work that you're doing is amazing and honestly I I can't think of a better legacy to leave for your daughter than just these different ways that she gets to know you and what was important to you and what you valued and, and also knowing that it's for her. That's, that's pretty special thing (laughs) coming from the other side of it. Good job, mama. (laughs) Thank you. 
Okay. Um, well, lo- love you. Love you now. <laughs> love you now too. <laughs> okay. We'll talk to you later. Okay. Take care. Okay, goodbye. Bye. Hi, Allison. Hi. Nice to talk to you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I haven't seen you for a long time. I know. I moved over to the island, so I haven't seen anybody over there in a long time. <laughs> um, so, Allison is a doula that used to work in the area that I work in, but she moved to the relative general area that I work in, yeah. um, and she moved away, so I haven't seen her for a long time, but as people do in our generation, we follow each other on Facebook and kind of loosely know what's happening in each other's lives, and recently you shared on Facebook some reflections on your own mother's death um, when you were 17, right? Yeah, just, well, yeah, the year I turned 17, so just a few days before my 17th birthday. Yeah. Um, So I've been kind of interviewing people at different stages whose mothers have died at different ages of their lives. Um, and so I have my, my four questions that I want to ask you. Um, so I'm just going to get started and we'll move through our, move through our questions if that's okay. Yeah, that sounds great. Okay. So what's one lesson you learned from your mother or a way of being that you learned from, from her? Um, oh, certainly something I learned from her. I don't know if I've, um, if I've managed to do it perfectly yet, but, um, I think Sorry, one second something happened to start that oh. start that answer over again <laughs> um yeah so one thing I think that well I guess more than one one thing I've learned um or I did learn from my mother was um I think just being accepting non-judgmental I don't know if I'm doing that perfectly I don't know that anybody's doing it perfectly <laughs> but I know that um, I don't know I just feel like she was one of those people that like genuinely loved people right and and accepted everybody for how they were and I think um that's certainly how I aspire to live my life anyway yeah yeah it's not always it's not always the easiest thing but I honestly there's something about people like I feel like you can there's like a feeling when you're around a person that you can tell is coming from a place of love and wanting to understand and accept you, you know, like none of us do it perfectly, but when you're in someone's presence that is like that, there's just like a, it's such a relief to be around. Yeah. And I think, um, I mean, like I said, I don't, I don't know if I do it perfectly or not. Right. But, um, but yeah, I think that um, that's something that I always knew growing up. Like I knew it when I was little and I knew it when I was a teen and, and reflecting on, um, on her life now that I am a mother as well I can I can certainly see that that's really who she was and that's and that's something that I yeah that I would love to be in my adult life as well Um, so what's one way that you keep your mother with you her or access her support or existence in some way yeah this one's a tough question to answer because I don't know if I've really found the perfect way of keeping her with me or or accessing support um like from like from the community that existed with her because I think I've well in recent years I've removed myself from from the community of people that were around when she was alive but my mom had a really incredible group of friends um like true friends you know that I would consider those people 
um, a, a similar relationship to aunts and uncles. And, and so many of them really did stick around for such a long period of time um, after her passing. And, and sort of in the same way that I stay connected to you, right? Like all those people um, check in with me, even if it's just on Facebook and, um, or, you know, give me a call or a text or a letter once in a while. So, um, I mean, the other thing that my, that my mother did, she, uh, she wasn't alive for very long after her diagnosis, but, um, but I think she had a few months knowing that she was, that, she, you know, her life was ending and, uh, wrote letters for some special occasions. So, <laughs> oh, beautiful. yeah, so I keep those, um, in my bedside table. I have a little tattoo of her favorite flower, which is yellow roses, um, and just generally in my life, anytime that there's a reason to have flowers, I've, I've got a bouquet of yellow roses, like at the ready to have around at my wedding, etc. those types of things. So yeah, I guess those are sort of the physical, tangible ways that I keep her with me. It's beautiful to do those kind of symbolic things sometimes, like in your recent post, I think you posted a picture of, of yellow roses that you'd put into the ocean somewhere, right? Yeah. Um, Often I, I would go, um, uh, she, she was cremated. So, but her ashes are in one of those beautiful memorial walls um, yeah. at a cemetery in White Rock. But with COVID, it's so difficult to travel right now. So I, I decided that this would not be the year to go over to the mainland to bring flowers to the cemetery. So yeah, um, yeah we have this family cabin on Main Island in the Gulf Islands that we went to every year, my entire life. I spent my whole summer there with my a family and that was sort of like her most favorite place so I feel like at least I'm close to the ocean that's connected to the cabin so I thought I'll, I'll throw the flowers in the ocean this year and they can they can make their way there or not but symbolically make their way there anyway. Also that's so I'm like tearing up because there's so much of what you're saying is just like resonating with me so much like you saying that about your mom's friends just gives me such relief because if any of my if any of my friends are listening that's what I expect of you so <laughs> don't yeah. let me down <laughs> um, yeah well like it's so I... interesting <laughs> as I've grown now that I'm also a mom with this incredible group of friends around me like hearing from them now is so different than hearing from them of course I mean everybody was there with food and love when we were you know just going through the initial stages of grief in the weeks and months after her passing but it is it is such a gift at this stage to hear from people who were close to her because it's it's like their stories are the same stories that I'm sharing right now with my friends and it's it is it's incredible to hear um about her when she was in that same place of life that I'm in right now so that's so nice it's important those connections it's just like these like human connections we build in different ways are so valuable yeah. um that you wish you could ask your mother or that you wish you knew about her that i wish i knew about her i feel like i've reached a place where i mean with the exception of um of her life before kids right which I guess that was probably a big part of her life but in my mind she was just a mom right <laughs> that was who she was she was yeah mom. um so I feel like I've got a reasonable grasp on who she was as a mom but I don't really yeah I don't really know who she was as like a young adult I don't know who she was in her 20s um or her teens I know snippets of her life of course you you learn stories as you go and, and you hear bits and pieces but um yeah, I do feel like I'm missing this whole section of 
of who she was outside of a mother because so much of who my mom was was like just family and mom and that like that felt like such that was her pride like her existence right was her family right um right so yeah I do I wish I could learn more about who she was outside of motherhood as I sort of make that journey too I mean my my kids my first daughter was born um when I was 22 so I feel like I don't I don't even know who myself is outside of motherhood so I, <laughs> right <laughs> so it'd be interesting to like be able to learn yeah who she was in her younger years and I don't have as many connections with people who were around um in those times because she sort of had that mom group of friends when I when I was around but um yeah I mean I guess I it's funny because I know the things that um that I'd want to know from her right like she she would want to know that I was happy and healthy and you know and doing things that made me happy regardless of whether they were reasonable decisions or not and, and just <laughs> yeah. that I was a good person but sometimes I just I just wish I could be like what's a thing you'd brag about you know like what's your what's your mom brag about me that you would that you would want to talk to your friends about and and it's so funny because it could be I don't know right it could be so many things like it could just be yes that like I grew up and I and I didn't you know, I don't know, I didn't fail at, at life, whatever your definition of failing is, right? Like I, I'm, I'm happy and, and I've got kids and a husband. I don't know, right? Like for some people, that's the thing. For other people, it's the university degree. For other people, maybe she wishes I would travel. Like I would just love to know what, she, what thing I could call and tell her I was doing and she would call her friend and tell them about that, you know? Like, yeah, <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in my 30s and I'm still looking to make sure that somebody's proud of me right well, <laughs> well I'm proud of you Allison <laughs> you. I'm, I'm proud of you for your birth work and your just I mean I don't even know you that well but when you were here and you were working in birth there was like a group of you a, a little bit out of town who I was like yep those people are doing good stuff so yeah. I'm not your mom, but yeah. <laughs> that's no, that's no comparison for anything that might, you might care about your mom, but <laughs> no, but I mean, it is, it is, it's nice to feel like acknowledged, right? I think as humans, we all look for that. And it's interesting to have gone, yeah, my whole adult life without people don't, don't do that as often for friends, right? Like we should, right? Yeah. Like we should be doing that exact same thing, but that is a thing that a mom that I feel a mother would do for their daughter that I know that's something my mom would do for me would be sure to like let me know what she was proud of but I'm all yeah maybe I'm just always looking for some sort of some sort of humble mom brag moment for me I love that I'll have to I'll have to think of I'll have to think of something for Kedra I've got a billion things in mind but I won't blab on at the moment <laughs> um, if you could say something to your mom today what would you think it would be Yeah, this one just has to be simple, I think. I think I would just say, like, thank you, you know? She didn't have the time to teach me all the cooking, I don't know, right? Or or all the secret laundry sting <laughs> tricks and tips. But, like, genuinely, I'm so grateful, you know, for for the life lessons that, that I received from her for, like, humanity, not for, you know... I didn't learn how to be a housewife from her, but I certainly learned how to love, you know, and, and be loved. And I, 
I learned what pieces were important in life, right? Like, and that, that wasn't a clean kitchen and a full bank account. It was, yeah, it was the things that matter. And I, yeah, I would definitely, I would definitely bow down and thank her for teaching that lesson. Cause I think, um, yeah, I think a lot of people are missing that piece. Yeah, definitely. Well, it sounds like she left you with some pretty powerful things, Allison. Yeah, she was a good one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, she was. Well, thank you so much for answering those with me. And I just, I don't know, I just feel such gratitude for the handful of you that were willing, have been willing to talk to me because, you know, I think really what I want for Kadra is... A, like it kind of helps me think of like extra things to leave for her say to her think about for her but also like so that she knows she's not she's not alone you know yeah. and that it's like you know that different mm, yeah like death is part of life and it happens at different ages and different times and for different people and you know we just mm-hmm. well I don't think there's a, I don't ever think there's a perfect day, right? Like I, I don't know. I, I feel like now, now that I'm an adult and, and I do have more connections with people who are losing parents and, and they're like, they almost try to justify that or not justify, sorry, that's the wrong word, but they almost try to apologize for their grief because it's like, but it's not as bad as when your mom passed away because yeah you know you were 16 or 17 like and I'm I'm 40 so that and it's like no that's not how relationships and grief work right like I think the loss is the loss at at 2 5 10 20 55 you know like I think I think it's I think the grief is there no matter what and you still have to sort of go through those same motions but yeah, but this is beautiful, like your podcast and what you're leaving for her. I sort of, when I when I first saw it, I thought, this is kind of like the letters, right? Like 17 years ago, there were no podcasts and, and we didn't walk around with recording devices in our pocket all the time. But, but she, yeah, she knew she wanted there to be something that was her words and her love left for me. And, and um, yeah, and what you're doing, I think, is, is an incredible way of doing just that. A, you know, sometimes I think it's, I'm doing so many things for her like I'm doing the podcast and I'm writing things for her and I'm printing pictures from the last 20 years for her and I'm making like all of all of these things and I think it's actually you know I'm I'm doing it so much for her because truthfully I think like I'm really just I really just don't want to break her heart and I want her to know how much I loved her and cared for her and doing the things for her also like it gives me something I can do you know like it gives me it's like it's like for her and in the process it's also very healing for me because it's like you know I can't I can't control you know my health and how quickly things progress with me and I can do everything I can to stay alive but at a certain point like things biology is out of my hands and so focusing Mm -hmm. on the things that I can make for her is really is really helping me like enjoy my time with her so much you know yeah well and she will appreciate it right like the littlest things I think um got like Martha Stewart Martha Stewart was like this thing right when I don't know 17 years ago Martha Stewart was the homemaker of homemakers and everybody loved her and, and so my mother bought um like a kitchen spoon I thought like how do you think you know like the spoons with the holes 
Oh yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of the name of this spoon, but like she picked one of those out and had my aunt shopping in the weeks and months before her death to make sure that I'd have this Martha Stewart spoon, oh. and that was my and that was my wedding gift, oh. right? Like, oh. because, but those, like, I mean, those are the things that um, I, I I would have been fine with her without the spoon, but like I know that in her mind, yeah, that was something that she was doing, um, yeah, so that I could have something some piece in that important day and that important moment um that that she chose for me so yeah I think you're probably doing all the things so many things and um and she'll appreciate them she will thanks Allison yeah well thanks for making time to talk to me today okay enjoy the rest of your evening thanks so much yeah you too thanks okay bye I didn't want to totally disrupt the flow of the conversation when Allison was talking about um, wondering what her mom would be proud of of her. Um, and honestly, I'm just so proud of Kendra that I guess I would have had to list too many things. But Kendra, I'm proud of you already. I'm proud of how confident you are. I'm proud of how curious you are. I'm proud of how you, how present you are and how you just look at everything and want to figure everything out and figure out how everything works. And you really just look at things and investigate them and you're so curious and you're so confident in how your body moves and you just you love to climb and you're adventurous and I can't take my eyes off you for a second because you put you you're you might climb into dangerous dangerous places and get into dangerous things and I love just that adventurous spirit in you um and I love that right now your your biggest communication is to say no and shake your head and um, tell me you don't want what I'm doing and you want to walk your own direction and you want to be up when you want up and you want down when you want down and you want to walk a lot and you love to say no. And I love watching your confident confidence and telling me no and knowing what you want. And I love your feisty, funny, your goofy you're funny, you're loving, you come over and give kisses and smiles. And if you don't want to, you, you don't want what you want, you shake your head no. And I love that about you. You're just, I can all, I'm already so proud of who you are. And I will always be proud of you and everything that you choose to do in your life. Okay, should we go for a walk? Hi. Hi. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Cause I, I chose iPhone, um, microphone. Okay. It sounds I, fine to me. It sounds okay. It's, yeah. I'm using like a headphone thing, but. Okay. You can hear me. Okay. Yep. Okay. So it sounds good. Okay. <sighs> okay. So like pause for a second and then I'll say hello and then I'm going to. Okay. Introduce you and say how I know you, and then I'll ask you my questions. Okay, sounds good. Uh, I'll tell you. I, I think I've told you before that I'm not a very good phone person. So. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. I won't make you babble on for too long, and it's okay if it's... it's uh, just remember, it's just for Kate. Yes, so it doesn't really that's matter. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm just going to be quiet for one second, and then I'll say hi to you. Hi, Amy. Hi, Jess. Thanks for thanks for talking to me today. I'm excited. I've never been on a podcast <laughs> before. 
<laughs> well, I've never hosted a podcast before. <laughs> Perfect. Until very recently, so we're, we're, we're a good pair. <laughs> Um, so to start off with, I thought I'd just tell everybody, um, a little bit about how I know you, and then I'm going to ask you my questions about your mom, if that's okay with you. So Amy and I, um, know each other through our work in birth. She's a midwife that I had known kind of in passing through the community for a while, but didn't know super well. Um, and we bonded when she took care of her was the midwife for a really good mutual friend of both of ours um two of whose births we attended together and attending those births with you um is what kind of made me realize that I could trust you to take care of me when I had my baby (laughs) um and even though I didn't, even though I didn't tell you or invite you to my birth or to be my midwife ahead of time, <laughs> you kind of became my midwife when my baby was born and <laughs> took care of us afterwards, postpartum. Even though I never directly said, "Amy, can you please be my midwife?" <laughs> it just kind of happened. Well, that was obviously a huge honor, um, and not something I would have ever expected, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, thanks for thanks for coming when we called you, <laughs> and for showing up for the two years or for the year and a half year year. How old my kid? Like a year and three months for the year and three months after that. I'm getting very I'm getting very good extended memory. <laughs> it's funny because you did joke that you had like the longest early labor ever. Not that you actually had a long early labor, but your your uh, journey through your pregnancy felt like a very very long early labor, and now now you're having a long yes. postpartum. Now I'm having a very long postpartum. Yes, exactly. My whole pregnancy was like early labor, and now like the whole rest of my life is just like an extended postpartum with lots of lots of care along the way. <laughs> um, so I have four questions that I want to ask you about your mom, mm-hmm. um, and is. Do you just call your mom mom or do you call her yeah, anything else? Yeah, I just call her mom. Okay. So my first question is, what is one lesson you learned from your mother or a way of being that you learned from her? Um, it's, hard, it's hard to choose just one, but um, I guess the first, the first thing is that my mom never talked a lot about herself or about her feelings. So that's the first thing that I learned from her. <laughs> so... Uh, so my apologies is not a natural thing to do for me um so that's that's one thing um I mean I like there are a lot of things I think um people think that I look like her sometimes I actually think more than like actually looking like her like if you looked at pictures of us you'd see some similarities but it's not so much that but I think there's like physical mannerisms that I have that I totally inherited from my mom just like the way that I move like the way that I little just quirks of my movement uh we have like a a family tremor that I inherited from (laughs) just those things and I think people see me and they recognize that in me they think I look like her but I think it's more that and so that's kind of a cool thing because I feel like it's just on this level of like vibration it's like a something that's in me that that I have from her um Cool. But more recently, I've been thinking like I I've started to notice things in myself that that I recognize as 
things from her. Um, one is when I was kind of in my early 20s, I started to see her um, at work more. And I saw her um, just like in her, like an unwillingness to tolerate things that were wrong in terms of systems and um, institutions and um, uh, kind of a, a fieriness about that. And sometimes I thought, to be honest, I thought she was a bit difficult. <laughs> and I and I judged her for that. Like as a, in my early 20s, I was kind of like, oh, you know, chill out. Like, let's take it easy. But like, as I age myself, I start to see that in myself now. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, kind of just a fire that won't let me keep my mouth shut when I'm unhappy with something. <laughs> so that's something. Good work. Good work, mom. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And another thing that I've noticed more recently, and these, it's so interesting because these are things that like only I've found in recently, which you'd think you would learn all the things from your mom, like while she's with you. But my mom's been gone for 12 years now, and I almost feel like I'm learning more things as she's been gone longer. Um, wow. But uh, but this other thing is just that my mom used to really like she was just great at like making meaningful celebrations and gatherings and like building community and and like strengthening like family family ties with like quirky parties and um, <laughs> lip sync contests and like summer regattas and anyways oh wow and I've just I kind of I've started to kind of find myself doing the same thing um <laughs> And I think it's something that I really missed for many years from her. And now I feel like, oh, now I like I can do that and I can have her with me that way. So that's kind of a cool thing. Yeah. Cool. Well, that is actually kind of leads to my maybe it kind of a little bit alludes to or partially introduces my next question, which is what is one way you keep your mother with you or visit her or access her? support or presence or existence or whatever conceptually that means to you that you just know that your mom is kind of symbolically available to you in some way right yeah um and I yeah again this one I think like over time I find more ways and different ways to do this I think one thing is like places are really meaningful and like places where I have a lot of memories with her um and uh although like my my dad's moved out of our like my childhood home we still we have a a place that we went to in summers on an island and um I have so many great memories there so being there really helps me feel connected to her and and remember her presence and I think also though like sometimes being there has felt like I've felt more sad like I've felt her absence more um yeah uh but but again, over time, I like start to feel like I can, I can do some. I remember her doing there for us and create memories for my own kids there that that she created for us there. So that so places like that are really meaningful. Being at the beach, also, I was yes. thinking like being at the beach. Um, we used to go beach combing a lot. My mom loved beach combing. She was like obsessed with finding beach glass and like shells and stones. And so, go to the when we go to the beach now I think about that and I often will pick up a stone like she taught us you pick up like a smooth stone and you keep it in your pocket and it's your worry worry stone that you rub when you're worried yeah. so um but I'm I'm really lucky like my mom and I um I kind of 
um, my work parallels my mom's work because she she was a family doctor and her passion was attending births. And as a midwife, I'm you know I get to like carry on that that tradition. Um, and yeah. It, like weirdly, she was diagnosed with cancer and stopped attending births like within weeks of when I started attending births as a student midwife. So it really felt like this kind of passing of a torch. Um, wow. Uh, yeah. So when I'm when I'm working, I get to think about her too. And I even work in the hospital where she worked a lot. And, um, yeah. So that's neat. She's kind of there too. Um, I remember you telling me a story one time. I don't remember the specifics of the story, but I think you were either a student or a new midwife and you like, I don't know. I don't know if you got into trouble or caused some, <laughs> some kind of caused some kind of conflict or what happened. Uh-huh. Something something kind of new when you're when you're happened. Somebody told you that your mom would be proud of you. Totally, yeah, that was neat. I mean, there's some people. There's people still like at at the hospital uh, where where I work where that remember her and know her well. And yeah, I was I was a little. I was upset after I'd been kind of uh, taken to task for not consulting an obstetrician when I could have, although it wasn't really, I clearly reviewed all the guidelines and I'd been within my, within my proper scope. But anyhow, I was taken to task for this by somebody and then somebody who knew my mom well afterwards when I went and told her about it, she's like, oh, your mom be proud of you for that. <laughs> so, yeah. I love that. I was thinking the other day because I never, I met you long after your mom had died. So I didn't know her, but I, I feel a little bit of a, I feel bonded. I feel bonded. Oh, yeah. to her. I feel like even though, like, I mean, I told you, I, I've told you, like, you know, if you'd attended birth with her, you would have found, you know, plenty to complain about. Like, she was a doctor. <laughs> but, um, but I also feel like, uh, you know, one of the things I appreciate about you is like, you're someone that I can have a healthy debate with and you're like not, a, not afraid to have like a debate even in inappropriate times and places. And I feel like that's, that's something that I got from my mom too. <laughs> so I feel like you would have enjoyed that part. That's right. We might not have, not have agreed on anything, but enjoyed, we, we could have enjoyed, had some really fun yeah, conversations. No, no, would have been, we would have agreed on a lot, but anyways. <laughs> Um, yeah uh, one other thing I was thinking of though like just a a thing like to bring her into my life I I don't have a lot of like objects that I like treasure from her but I do have a ring of hers um and I I wear it like all the time it's her wedding ring um and I wear it on my right ring finger so when I'm at work uh I sometimes need to switch it from my right ring finger to my left ring finger and I'm often imagining oh yeah she probably like switched this ring from this finger to that (laughs) a lot so yeah there's lots of little little things like that cool I like what you said about how like as the more time passes you kind of discover different ways that you either connect to her or notice things about herself in you or learn learn things about her or yourself or whatever just as time goes on yeah it's neat because you'd kind of think that would just like it would all get feel less and less over time as time passes but it it doesn't really uh, amazing yeah amazing um okay so my next question is if there is 
one thing you wish you would have asked your mother or could ask her now, what would it be? And then if you're okay with it, I would like to answer that from my own kid. Sure. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I mean, often if I, like, find myself with, like, a problem or I'm, like, a challenge or, like, I'm worried about something, I wish I could ask my mom for advice. But the funny thing is, like, I also know we would have disagreed about it. lot of things and and I probably wouldn't have taken her advice um she always said that like from the time I was very young I never listened to what she told me to do and I it started with like her trying to make me wear fancy dresses and I I refused to do so and um and so like yeah there are times when I'm like oh I wish I could ask her what she'd do in this situation and then I like kind of it makes me laugh because then I think well I wouldn't have listened to I would have followed my own intuition and she would have like totally accepted and and expected that to be honest like she would have she would have like jokingly chided me for like never listening to her and then yeah so it's funny to feel I feel a connection with her almost when I'm doing something that I know she would disapprove of almost more than any other time (laughs) but anyway so that's not really a question that I could ask her but uh there is a question I I there is a question I wish I'd asked her which is I wish I'd asked her um what she would have liked to be called by her grandkids because um I we we settled on grandma which is what I call her mom um and I think she called her grandmother grandma but um but she might have wanted something else and I wish I'd asked her what she would have liked to be called as a yeah. by her grandkids. Have your kids always called her grandma or did they have call her something else when they were like, like, you know, with, before they could talk clearly or did they have like their own funny thing or did they always just learn? Yeah. I think that's grandma? what they learned. Like that's kind of, um, yeah, I had to decide something I feel like. And I just, yeah. Yeah. I think also right when, yeah, in a way, cause they, they didn't interact with her like, my older son was yeah. born two years after, three years after she she died. So, um, yeah. So then it's more I have to lead that part, right? That's right. Yeah, as opposed to evolving them. naturally kind of from their own. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Yeah, I think I would want to be called yeah. grandma too. My mom. We called my. We all called my grandma. Grandma. My. I got to know some of my great grandmothers I knew a great grandmother on each of my parents side um we had grandma Emily and grandma grandma Jay for um my mom's grandmother Margaret Johnson so we called uh-huh. her grandma Jay and my mom's name is Jacqueline so now she likes to be called oh, grandma Jay you could be grandma Jay too I could be but I think yeah. I just go with grandma <laughs> <laughs> um Okay, and if you could say something to your mom today, what would it be? Um, I think, like, I would just tell her that I, like, I understand her better now. Like, I understand her so much better now that I'm a mom, um, too. And I, like, understand what it is to be a mom and what it is to be, like, a woman, really. Like, I feel like I wasn't really a grown-up when I when she died. I was, I was in my late 20s, but I, I didn't have... I didn't know what it was like to be an adult really in the same way that I do now. And I just feel like I get my mom so much better. Um, uh, So I think, and I think when you're like a young adult or like a teenager, you're kind of like a lot of daughters, I think like see the things that they see about their mom that they would want to be different. And I think like my mom and I had a good relationship. It's not like we didn't have a really difficult relationship, but I think 
I probably often focused on like things I wanted to be different about myself. And now more and more, I'm like, no, I totally get it. I totally get how you were at different stages of my life. Yeah. And I, I, I get, and you're a great mom. And I feel like I totally, I feel like um, I can see how, how our relationship would have been enriched by like, by this like shared experience of being a mom. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Amazing. Well, and remind me, how old were you when your mom died? Twenty-seven. Yeah, so it's twenty-seven, and it was eleven years ago. It's now coming up to twelve years this year. Yeah, in May it'll be twelve years. So, yeah, it feels not. It feels like not that long. For sure, it feels. Uh, it's hard to believe that it's, she's been gone for that long. But on the other hand, I've got like a nine-year-old now, and <laughs> so wow, <laughs> kids are such funny markers of time going by because they like totally. <laughs> you can't help but notice that they're suddenly <laughs> a lot older than they were. Yes, but like there's things very obviously yeah. changing. <laughs> totally. Well, thanks, Amy, for. Um, sharing all that with us, even though you don't like talking about your feelings. <laughs> it was, you know what? That wasn't so bad. I should do it more often. <laughs> right? See, it's not, it's not so scary once you get going. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thanks, Amy. Love you. Bye. Love you. Hello. Good morning. Hi. How are oh, you? I'm good. How are you? Good, thank you. It's nice to hear your voice after a billion years. You too. <laughs> Crazy how we both sound the same. That's so, so, so funny. <laughs> how are you this morning? Good. good. I'm really good. Yeah, I'm doing lots better. Oh, good. Yeah. That's good. What's the, what's the weather like over there this weekend? Oh, it's supposed to rain today. Mm. So, I don't know. The birds are still chirping, so, you know, life still goes on. Life goes on. That's right, Dave. That just keeps moving forward with or without us. So we got to just exactly. go along with it. <laughs> I'm going to kidnap your little girl, though. She's so adorable. Oh, my gosh. Isn't she beautiful? She is beautiful. She reminds me so much of you when you were little. Really? Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> she does. Just She's tiny and petite, and you were tiny and petite, and just reminds me so much of you. She feels like me. I feel like we're little kindred spirits, her and I. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Except she's a bit cooler. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, but you know what? You're the mom. You'll always be cooler. <laughs> Let them think they are, but you know you are. Each, each cooler in our different ways, maybe. Exactly. <laughs> um, so I'm, um, I'm just going to tell everybody how I know you, which is sure. I grew up in Alberta and Kelly, who I'm talking to, is um, the mother of a very, very good friend of mine who I met in preschool, I think. Yes. Preschool or kindergarten, but I think preschool. Preschool, three years yeah. old. So we met when we were three years old. We went to elementary school together and junior high school together and played baseball together and had sleepovers constantly together. And I have like memories of us having like tent sleepovers in your backyard. <laughs> <laughs> and we would like 
phone we were like big country music fans and we would phone the midnight request show on our sleepovers and like the the radio station host knew us by name because we would call every weekend and make song requests and then (laughs) Lacey grew up and started working for the radio exactly (laughs) wanted to reach out to Shania Twain even more (laughs) so funny um so thanks for talking to me today oh it's great I'm really happy to I think, you know, anything to help you. Thank you. And Kelly's, the reason I'm talking to Kelly is because her mother, um, who I also knew growing up because Lacey lived with her for a period of time and she was one of our number one baseball playing fans. And um, she always just used to be like such a welcoming, kind, friendly human to all of us girls who came around all the time. Um, And she recently passed away. And so I wanted to talk to you as a person whose mother died in older, in older age, more towards the end of her, end of her, end of her fairly long life. How old was she, Kelly? She was 85. And um, that was really recently. What day, what, what day was that on? February 20th. So very quick. She went into the hospital on family day. Mm-hmm. which was the Monday and then passed away the Saturday. Okay. They were actually surprised that she, that she actually even made it to the Saturday. Wow. Because it progressed very quickly. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of incredible how fast things can kind of change once they start happening. Oh, absolutely. We, I think we were just so in shock of, um, she, she passed from necrotizing fasciitis which is flesh eating disease. Wow. From a teeny tiny, oh my goodness, very small cut on her toe. Wow. That ended up getting bacteria in it. And um, just she, we we think she nicked it on her walker because she had to elevate her feet because she, you know, she had some heart issues. So she had to keep her feet elevated. And we, she actually wasn't even supposed to live past the Monday night, but had made it to the Saturday. Wow. Yeah. Just like wow. a stubborn old Irish woman, you know. Oh, totally. I'm just like the doctors are surprised, but nobody that knew her was surprised. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. The nurse kept saying, I can't believe she's still alive. I'm like, yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Um, so I have a few questions I've been asking different people whose mothers have passed away at different times of their lives. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and ask them, we'll kind of move through them. Um, so the first one is what's a lesson that you have with you that you have as the result of your mother's existence and knowing her and having her in your life? I think something I've learned that, you know, especially with her being older, is that life still goes on. Mm -hmm. We still have to get up each day. We still have to get dressed. We still have to listen to the birds. And, you know, I think she taught us all how to be very strong individuals and be a survivor. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Just got to keep putting one foot in front of the other, no matter what's happening. Exactly. And, and, you know, it's the day you're born is the day you start dying. Right. Yeah. Totally. It's life. 
Yeah. And I don't like it at this part in my life and, (laughs) and that, but it isn't, you know, thankfully we had 85 years. Yeah. That's just so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's something I've been thinking about or kind of a a paraphrasing of a a line I read in a, a book recently called radical acts of love was talking about how you know, death is really normal and it's part of life. And absolutely, it's very sad and normal at the same time, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and we all deal with it. Everybody yeah. has to deal with it. Yes. It's, it's, there, there's nobody who's exempt from it. We all are born. We all die. Totally. We don't get to skip it. <laughs> no. No, we don't get to skip it. We like confront it in different ways and at different times and in, you know, different, and different ages, you know, different ages, talk, yeah, old, yeah. medium. Yeah. It's, it's all different. Totally. And I, you know, I think there's, there's a reason and there's a purpose as to why it happens at different times, why people are here at different times and why they leave at different times. There's always a lesson by it. Yeah, we can always, there's always something we can, you know, even if it feels like a tragedy, there's always something that we can take away from it. Absolutely. 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 Um, Is there anything that you could, you wish you could have, you asked, would have asked your mother or would have um, wanted to know about her? I, I think my mom had a small stroke in November. So I became pretty much her primary caregiver mm-hmm. from November till she passed. And so I would go to work all day, come home, let my dog out, and then go to her house till 8 9 o'clock every night. Um, you know, basically became her person of showering her, yep. feeding her, changing her, laundry, mm-hmm. everything. And I don't know if there's anything that I would really change about it I learned a lot not necessarily from her life growing up but just her being there I I think I got to have that special time with her yeah yeah and and of course someday she drove me crazy (laughs) (laughs) it's not all rainbows and lollipops (laughs) I bet it's not necessarily easy to take care of a take care of your 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 parent who's exactly (laughs) exactly it's not easy we we both have different personalities and um, totally (laughs) yeah it's it's not all a bed of roses I tell you that that's important to acknowledge it's like things can be beautiful and special and sacred and also very annoying and frustrating absolutely she would she would tell everybody how wonderful I'm doing but she would never tell me (laughs) I'm like am I doing okay like that's right are you appreciating this do you care that I'm coming over every night to take care of you (laughs) yeah but yeah it's hard it's it's a hard thing yeah 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 it's kind of there is something I can see how you know getting to spend that time it's nice when you have like time or just like an awareness that time is limited because then you you know you don't necessarily lose opportunities if you if there was anything that you needed to say or ask you have the exactly you need to you know exactly yeah yeah um 
what ways do you kind of keep her with you or do you envision keeping her with you and kind of remembering her and visiting her or just like keeping her presence and her lessons with you in, in some so way. when she passed my mom was cremated so right now she's sitting on my bedroom dresser <laughs> I, I'm, I'm kind of not ready to give her up yet yeah so I I don't know how long she'll be there until I'm ready I guess but we had also had um myself and my girls had necklaces made with her ashes in it oh beautiful so that's something I will carry with me always she'll yeah. always be close to my heart oh that's so beautiful yeah and that that was one thing that was really important to me um at, at her passing it's it's I really wanted that connection yeah yeah it, it's kind of, it's kind of silly silly some things that when when you know somebody dies whether it be a family member a friend anybody there's certain things that you do but you don't know why you do them right yeah. it's it's like my mother was cremated but at the funeral home I'm asking them okay does she have clothes on right and the lady looked at me and I said I know it's just my own little quirk that my mother did not like to be naked yeah so can we please make sure she has the, like at least a hospital hospital gown on before she's cremated like it's a silly yes. thing you think of right it's like she didn't like to be naked so i want to make sure she has clothes on <laughs> yeah know? totally so did they did they make sure she had clothes? they on? did they did Good. absolutely made sure that she had her hospital nightgown on before they cremated her i said i know it's a silly request but it's just something i need yeah that i well, know I think she would need <laughs> totally you know i think it's like you know, we can try to be like practical and pragmatic, but sometimes these kind of symbolic things, like they just kind of leave an imprint on our brains that is healthy and feels good. And like, just yeah. have, gives you like a, a parting vision that feels like you're, you're, you're caring well for someone that you love. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And you do, yeah. you go through so many different emotions of things like, you know, did I do everything right that she wanted? Right. You know, I wanted to make sure I did what she would want. Yeah. You know, you know, us growing up, we grew up Catholic. So I made sure she got her last rites in the hospital. Oh, beautiful. Things like that. You know, I I made sure that, you know, silly things like the like the hospital gown and, and just things that I know that I needed to do for her. Yeah right totally yeah. yeah something I've become really like kind of just a present to in recent years is I think I used to be such like a like I'm like I'm just like a practical person by nature mm -hmm. and I would have kind of in the past kind of dismissed more kind of ritual or symbolic things as like you know also silly or unnecessary but the like the longer I live in my life the more I really realize like there's a reasons that reason that like every single one of our culture has evolved ritual and ceremony and like kind of symbolic things, whether they're religious and regimented or just like in the moment, something super simple, like 
having clothes on and exactly those things are like they actually they really fill like a need in our our spirit or our heart or our emotional brain or whatever we want to call it Mm -hmm. that like just helps us feel connected to concepts that are a little more abstract and gives them meaning and a way to conceptualize them because you know you know it's it's okay to want life to be meaningful (laughs) absolutely and absolutely and you know when you're 10 things like that don't mean anything and you don't understand but as you get older and especially now that you have your own child there's certain things that you want to make sure she knows Totally. And she has in her heart, right? And and you're very lucky. You know, Lacey says you have a wonderful husband. You have mm-hmm. wonderful parents mm-hmm. to bring that strength to her, right? Totally. And I think the more you kind of do some, you do these kind of symbolic things, it's like, you know, we really are. I have an amazing family. Gary has an amazing family. I have like the most incredible, like sister friends that ever yeah. could have exist. And you know, when you do these kind of symbolic things or create these kind of um, representations of meaning, it makes it easy for the people around you to make it easy for, like, to to have an easy way to talk about you and reference you and access you. It's like you kind of you're taking away the work for other people, you know. Yeah. And then they can they can easily just kind of continue to hold that for for each other and for her. Exactly. Totally. Um, since you had time with your mom, maybe there's nothing that you wish you would have said to her. So maybe you said it already, but is there anything that you did say to her or would say to her again? Or if you think of her in your mind, like a a sentence you would want to just send her? I think I just miss her. I, um, I, I don't know if there's anything I'd really want to ask her. Just, you know, I, I just miss her. Yeah. And I think anything I asked, we, we knew my mom was very open about growing up and, yeah. and, and how she grew up and, and quite honestly, it's yeah, my mom had four children, but my mom's world was her grandchildren and yeah. her great grandchildren. Yeah. And my children had such a bond with her. Yeah. And the other granddaughters, they all had such a bond with my mom and like they would have wine time with my mom where all the granddaughters went and had wine with her and appetizers with her Cute, and and had that closeness with her. So she loved her grandchildren and her great grandchildren. My gosh, they could do no wrong. Beautiful. Beautiful, And they were, you know, they were, they were so my mom had always been referred to as Nana. So when the great grandchildren came along, it was old Nana. They called oh, her old Nana. <laughs> and she so loved being funny. called old Nana. <laughs> cute, cute, yeah. cute, cute. Yeah. Yeah. So um, there is something really nice about like knowing your ancestors and where they came from and hearing their stories. And if you have someone with you who's open and shares them with you while you're still here it like leaves you with so much right exactly exactly and we had that last year because my mom still has an aunt that's alive that's 99 oh wow and in very good spirits and you know 
um, very aware of everything in her surroundings and people and everything like that. Cool. So, you know, it was, I, we had went to visit her and I had such a great time talking to her. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, if there's any, if there's any old, if there's any old, old Nana's listening, yeah, <laughs> tell, exactly. tell your stories to your people. If you're not telling, tell your if you're not telling your kids your stories, start telling them your stories because we want to hear them and we, we don't want to wish that we would have asked you about them. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. I well, think, you know, anything I would ask her is, you know, I hope I did everything right for her in her care. Yeah. You know, I'm sure I just can tell that you did because I can see, you know, I think um, my husband's father, my father-in-law passed away at the end of last year as well. And he like, you know, he had a lot of that as well. Like really, you know, he was very committed to wanting to do what he would have wanted. And I think, I think when you have that intention, you can't help, but you can't help it. Or at least yeah. do something very, very close, you know, when you're yeah, just when exactly. you're so committed to Yeah, to that's it. I just, you know, hope I did everything right. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Well, thanks for loving your mom so much and for taking good care of her and her at the end of her life and in her death and being committed to doing all the things that you thought she would want to do. Because that's yeah. important. Exactly. It's important. It is. It's, it is. And, you know, and you're, you, as, you know, my children's mother, I try and keep it together for them and, and help them grieve. Yeah. Um, definitely. You know, it's like, we're, we're all grieving, but I want to make sure my children are okay. Yeah. <laughs> Even drive, all, Kelly, oh, honest man. to God, I have never, I mean, I know everyone says this, but like the, like the drive to like care for your kids and protect them and their hearts is like, nothing I have ever experienced before <laughs> I know and, and it's you know it doesn't matter how old they are wow you know yeah. Lacey's 36 my twins are going to be 27 right away wild it's, yeah I know right it's you remember those little twins those little ones you know oh my gosh they were the cute yeah. twins in my mind they're like six and they're <laughs> well, yeah. children <laughs> they're adults now and, and that's it and, and you know, I think I, I hope I can be a good nana to my grandchildren one day. And mm-hmm. you know, that's right. Well, hopefully, just... come along soon. But who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, amazing. Well, yeah, so I think I learned that from my mom. She was a good nana to the grandkids, right? No, oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. She was like the. She was just the. She was the coolest nana. Like everyone, <laughs> everyone, I, everyone I knew from baseball just like loved her. She was like the the fun grandma. Exactly. <laughs> and everyone called her nana. Like we all called her nana. She was exactly. just so, you know like yeah, it was beautiful. Well, yeah. thanks for taking time to talk to me and share share with me and share with my oh, little you're baby. Quite welcome. She's sleeping on my chest right now, so she's passively oh. listening to us. <laughs> My, my little doggy is like making some noise no, I, love, I love the I love the life background noises in these recordings yeah. they're my favorite parts <laughs> okay yes. thanks for talking to me no, Kelly. thank it's you nice very much all the best to you and your family and your parents and and everything thank like you. that that's I'm here anytime you need anything thanks so much you're welcome okay we'll talk to you later
Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Next, I interview my own grandmother, whose mother died when she was 13 years old and was in and out of the hospital for a few years before that, and is actually one of the grandmothers that Kedra's middle name is named after. Um, so she has two great-grandmother Margarets, one on my maternal side and one on my paternal side, and this is my paternal grandmother, whose mother's name is Margaret. So, Kedra, this is about one of the one of the women you're named after. Hi, Grandma. Hi. <laughs> after a number of technical difficulties, I think we finally got this working. I think so. <laughs> um, so I've been recording this episode for a, a few months now, slowly interviewing different people whose moms have died at different times of their life, uh -huh. um, starting with somebody whose mom died when she was 11 months old and... Um, someone whose mom died when she was a teenager, and then in their late 20s, and then in their 50s. Uh -huh. And then I was thinking I need somebody whose mom died when they were like a younger kid, like not a baby, but not a teenager. And I was racking my brain and thinking, who can I ask? Who can I ask? Who can I ask? And then all of a sudden I realized, oh, my own grandmother. <laughs> well, I was I was 13, but... Our mother had been in the sick in the hospital in and out for years, yeah. so she wasn't home very much before that, for a couple yeah. of months before that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, what do you what do you remember the most about your mom? Uh, I most about about her. Well, I remember her cooking a lot, yeah. and she was she was uh, she was very uh, she was a good. Nice mother. She was very friendly and loving and everything, you know. I but uh, for little details, I don't remember too much except a few times when we were having a picnic and we'd all be together and stuff. But uh, you know, when you're that young, you kind of forget certain yeah. details. Yeah, yeah. Memories fade a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I uh, sometimes if I'm talking with my sisters. And we all get talking, things will come up that you remember. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It triggers your memory. Yeah. I remember her baking bread all the time. That's how we learned making bread from her. Yeah. Well, and you make very good bread. Anybody who's listening, my grandma makes very good homemade bread. And she taught my mom how to make homemade bread, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I did. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it was. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was just going to say, mostly remember of working, doing things together, you know, like cooking and uh, washing clothes or different things. You farming, farming stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Making butter. We made butter in an old churn. It was a round thing with a handle, and you moved it back and forth, and you'd make butter with the cream. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I remember Grandpa sending me a picture of one of those once and seeing if I could guess what it was for. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and things like that. Uh, uh, but she she did everything. She did everything. She was always a very busy woman. And then she was sick a lot. She had Crohn's disease, Crohn's colitis, whichever one she had in those days. Yeah. Uh, and uh, she got very sick, and they put her in out of the hospital. And 
Well, us kids, there were so many of us. Well, there were six of us, so we were always together, and we helped each other through it all, you know. Yeah. Usually with your sisters and brothers, which was good. They all took care of each other. Yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah. Now, because you're so young, you might not have an answer to this, but something I've been asking other people is if there's, like, a lesson or, like, a way of being in the world that you might have learned from your mom. Uh, probably just being a mother and cooking and all that thing, just being a good mother. Yeah. I guess you learn that. You know, you give your when your mother loves you lots, you give that love back to your own kids. Yeah. To me, I feel that way anyway. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You start off love and you loved and you pass it on. Yeah. And then, of course, when you lose your mother when you're young, you always think that you have to look after yourself to make sure that you are there for your kids. Yeah. You try to look after yourself for your kids. Yeah, you know? give yourself your best best chance. Best, best you can, yeah. Yeah. It you know, doesn't mean that you can, but uh, if you, you have sure? to look after yourself, to look after your kids. Yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is there anything particular that, like, really, like, just in your day-to-day life that reminds you of her or makes you think of her or? Uh, yeah. Uh, just think back lots of times about things, but right now let me think what I could think. Like I always say, remember her making bread. <laughs> yeah. And uh, cooking. And things like that. Uh, uh, oh, on on Saturdays, this is a big thing in in the old days. On Saturdays, everybody would have a bath and get dressed up, and uh, we got to go to the theater, movie theater, on Saturday nights. So we all had to have lay down, and have a nap in the afternoon, and then we'd all put on our Sunday best clothes, and she'd have all our clothes ready, and she'd take us into town, and and uh, oh, she'd sell her cream and eggs from the farm to buy her groceries and give us money. We all went to the theater as kids. Wow. Cool. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> if you ever seen the Walton show, yeah. uh, it, that's a lot like our days were. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Um, so that was the, a good memory of her uh, getting us all ready to go to town. And we were all excited and so was she because, you know, if I'm wife out in the country, it was a big thing to go to town. Right. And, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all the people, all the farmers and stuff would be in town and they'd all meet each other and stop on the street and talk and gab away and visit. So that was, uh, I remember that too a lot. Cool. Yeah. It just yeah. seems like such a different, such a different time. Things it, well, change so fast. Different world than now. Different world. Yeah. It was a whole wow. different world in those days. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. If I stopped and thought about it, I probably could think of many things, but uh, just off the top of my head, you know, I just think of something like that. Yeah. Um, is there anything that you wish you could ask, could have asked your mother or anything that well, you yes, wish you knew about? When you, uh, yeah, well, that's right. Many times in your life you wish she was here. And then when I had kids, I uh, envied uh, uh, women who had their mothers to help yeah. them. You know, yeah. Uh, that's one time you you really miss your mother. Well, lots of times you do, but those are times that you think, God, I wish she was here to help me and tell me. Yeah. That, you know, when you wanted to know something. Yeah. Like mothering, mothering advice. Pardon? Yeah. Like 
Yeah, like you know, when you have your first new baby and everything, yeah. and, uh, friends of mine, their mothers would come and stay with them and stuff. And uh, when you don't have a mother, you have to do that yourself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which isn't the worst. It's when you're young you miss. But like I said, us kids all just looked after each other. And she was in the hospital so much before she passed on that we were quite used to being without her. Right. But still, but still that was the final blow to you all. But you know. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But you remember. You remember when you're little. You remember your mother when you're little, and that that helps an awful lot. Yeah, the memories that you do have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you always have those memories, even when you're very little. You remember. Yeah. I can remember. I can remember really little too. Uh, Amazing how far back our memories can go. Yeah. Yeah, I can remember her carrying me when I was little. Oh. And, uh, carrying me around, yeah. Cute. And uh, things like that, I can remember. Special. And pi- pictures help you remember a lot. Yeah, pictures. pictures make such a huge, they're such a memory trigger. I've oh, printed out about two, two decades worth of photos in the last three months, put them yeah. all into albums. Um, yeah. Because I kept thinking about, like, one of my favorite things to do when I come visit you is to look through, every yeah. single time I come, we look through photos, and it yeah. just yeah. It brings back so many stories. You know, you and Grandpa always yeah. tell the stories of your childhood or our yeah. childhood, and, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's such a good trigger. Yeah, and, um, and, yeah, they're really good pictures. Yes. Um. So the last thing I've been asking everybody is if they could say something to their mom today, what would it be? What would it be today? Well, I'd probably say Happy Mother's Day today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish you were here. And uh, of course, she probably wouldn't be here now because she'd be over. A, she'd be like a hundred, but still, you know, we just wish you were here and and. Uh, we miss you, and that's the main thing, you know, yeah. just to help us. Uh, but when you're younger, you you miss your mother more than when yeah. you, you get my age. We're kind of used to it, but you think a lot about it yet, you know. Yeah, never goes away. No, but you learn to live with it, and you you have happy memories. That's that's the main thing, having the happy memories. Yeah, lots Good. of people have mothers, and they don't have happy memories, so. As long as you have a mother that loves you, you'll have those happy memories, and that's the main thing. It's true. So we just got to make as many happy memories as we can while we're here, because we never know that's, how long we're going to be here for. That's right. Tomorrow I could be gone or anything. You never know. When okay. You know. Well, don't not before I have not before I get out there to visit you for yeah. heaven's sake. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> okay, Grandma. We'll keep taking care of yourself so I can spend lots more time with you for many more years. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I do that for my children, my grandchildren, children, grandchildren, and great grandchildren. And now for your great grandchildren. <laughs> yeah, I have to look after myself. Yep. Okay. Okay. Love you, Grandma. Thanks for yeah. thanks for talking to me. <laughs> I love you very much, dear. Okay. okay. We'll talk to you soon, Grandma. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. I could write a book of all the things that I love about you. I would climb a mountain just to see you smile Since you came along it's been an honor to learn from you Curious and confident, you're fierce and 
Thank you. 